necessary. The light of my life. Tiger shark. A what? Ma, the meatloaf! Fuck! You're a fucking dog. Don't you forget it. Boring conversation anyway. We're going. We're back. It's like we never left. We never left. This was always a thing. It was always meant to happen, too. Uh, worlds collide. <laughs> we get... <laughs> I can't... When I hear the words collide, you know that some some guy like won some sort of... Uh, I think he was on American Idol, and he made that song collide. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Where it's like, do, 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 do. Do 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 uh. do 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 do. Yeah. Somehow find you and I. Oh yeah yeah. Collide yeah yeah. That's what I think. Whenever you hear collide, yeah. So you you just took me back to like a sixth grade dance, where I got left on the dance floor by my crush. Happens to the best of us. Oh uh, yeah, you know, and that's that's why I'm here now, and that's why we that's are you to this talking moment. about movies. <clears throat> What's this called? Uh, American Psycho. What's the podcast called? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, the Movie Feeders podcast. At the moment, this is uh, our IP, so we are we're rolling with it. I mean, I met a guy. His name is Drew. Uh, I moved out to Seattle first before that, and um, I had a podcast before and uh, kind of always loved doing it, and then I always loved watching movies and talking about movies, so here we are. And when I was a young child, I used to ask my parents when we were going to the, the movie feeders. That's where the play on words come from. I mean, we, we, we haven't even made it yet, but I'm sure there's an intro to this that will be played yeah. Before this, popcorn <laughs> popping or something. Yeah, just just something simple, right? We don't <clears> need <throat> one of those cheesy garage like garage band, like. Yeah, we could though, <laughs> or a mashup of movie themes. Yeah, and if we do it just right, we won't get copyright claimed because there's what? only split seconds. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I, I think don't... it's ten seconds. Oh, oh me cute. Yeah. I think you can play something for 10 seconds and not get flagged okay so i think that means we can do sound bits from movies so like like a line or something so do we just get like our two not even two we we come together we find our favorite movie bits and we just put them together for an intro we might we might be able to do that i mean what what money are they gonna get from us that's that's the kicker <laughs> so we can we're basically the wild west we can do whatever we want yeah we can no probably one. play something for 12 seconds and it wouldn't matter no not at all so yeah i'm drew i met a guy named chase who moved out here to the wild west wild west mm. and um i too had a podcast about movies before this and i also really liked it and missed doing it and here we are just doing it again. Just doing it again. Well, we love movies. That's that's the that's the premise. I mean, if you just enjoy film, I'm not going to sit here and say I went to school for film. No, me neither. But I love talking about it. Yeah, and I think that's um, I think that holds value 
that we didn't go. Yeah, I mean, who you, you don't want to be? We're not educated. You don't want to be that person. I was like, I went to Harvard. Yeah, cool, bro. You no, know, I mean, you went to Harvard. I went like film school. Yeah, but like Harvard for film school, right? Like, edu- like educate me on what that is. I feel like we're the voice of the people. That exactly. You're you're the you're the you're the person that the people that are listening to this walk into the movie theater with their movie theater app because I'm not gonna say what movie theater that is because sponsorship Copyright. yeah stuff like that and they're getting their discount on their popcorn yeah and upgrading their drink little stubby guys yeah and then they're they're getting ready to watch a movie and they want to come and to us so they can hear stuff about the movie that they didn't realize was there yeah or they want to validate their opinions there's no validation on this show good yeah I want it to be as polarizing as possible. It, it, it's going to be. And we're starting with American Psycho. I want you to explain to me what you think happens at the end. And I want to... We're going to get to that we're, we're later. Just, just... Oh, okay. But that's one thing I'm very much looking forward to is... I was going to say, we're going straight to the end? Yeah, this I'm is skipping all the BS. No. Right, no, no, no. Right to the end. It's like a Tarantino... This is a Tarantino movie podcasts if we're just going straight to the end like that no i'm just setting up a narrative for us to circle back to by the end get, get okay. the people knowing that <clears throat> that that's one thing i'm i'm very curious about going into this because we haven't this is our first first ever pod first time like really discussing a movie at length like we've talked about several movies before but this is the first time really going for it so so you created a little template yeah, for us to fill out while watching. I think um, I think to st- I just think to start out here, because I mean this template, you know, you, you got your it's notes, deep. and you can go. I mean, you can go deep in this movie. Yeah. You could get lost. Yeah, you can get lost. I just, I want, I want you to, you know, and we're gonna play around with this template, whether it's we use it completely or just parts from it and stuff but mm-hmm. when when you watch this movie because i know that you said that you when when we were making all these like jokes and stuff and then i was like you know you were we were finally like let's do this movie for the first one mm-hmm. what what exactly did you think the first like 15 minutes when you're watching this movie like and you get that like first couple scenes in yeah like what do, what are you thinking you know, I, I have seen this before. So this, this isn't my first viewing. I've probably seen it like, I don't know, two, three times before. Mm. But it had been a while. So it was it was nice to revisit because I didn't... I remembered enjoying it and I remembered events in the movie. But I didn't really remember a plot line. Um, I remembered a lot of the lines that we were joking about like the hey paul Mm -hmm. all those other great ones but like the first like 15 minutes i mean i was just i was just thinking like this shit's wild (laughs) It, it really is it's it's not just like from what i can remember right and 
I mean, that first scene, I think they're all just, it's like the restaurant scene, right? Mm-hmm. They're all just sitting there and they're talking and you kind of get this whole sense of just like narcissism between everybody. But then like, I think one of them makes like an anti-Semitic joke right. and you're just like, whoa, like that's how we're starting this movie off. Yeah. And I even wrote a note about that. And it's Bateman who calls the guy out. Yeah, I know. He says the, the joke. He says, like, cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. Mm-hmm. And, like, knowing that he's, spoiler, a murderer, like, I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting that he has that, w- like, about, one like, redeemable thing about I him. Yes, like, he's, like, conscious about certain things. You know? Yeah. And it seemed like he cared enough about it to, like, say something. Because as you get deeper, you kind of realize a lot of it's a facade. But I don't know. That one felt kind of like like nobody else said anything. Like, he didn't need to say something It it, it to fit in. Yeah, no, it really just... it. It's the one moment in the movie, I guess, in Senses in the Beginning, that really, like throws me off course because they kind of just throw like i said before throw you into this world of like i don't think any of these people care about anyone other than themselves Mm -hmm. but he says something redeeming you're like okay yeah and then just like what like immediately next like within the next like couple minutes they go to the like the club and he's just like she's like oh these don't these vouchers don't work here Uh and he's like i want to like cut you and play with your blood yeah (laughs) it's very violent very violent yeah the stuffiness of like the waspy wall street guys you know like in that first scene it just like sets the tone for the whole movie because that's like the world they live in and that's them during the day and then at night they go to that club and they're just they're just coked out of their minds. Just, they're just, just partying hard. Quick talking Wall Street, daddy's money boys. Yeah, and um, like this is this is like the equivalent of today's like daddy bought some Bitcoin and gave it to Junior, and now he's in Wall Street types <laughs> boys. Right, and Junior doesn't get what he wants at the bar, and all of a sudden the bartender's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever he says. He says something nuts to her. Unreal. He says she's an ugly bitch and he wants to stab her and play around in her blood. Yeah. Um, and like when he said that, I kind of started to wonder, has he always had like these internal like monologue type thoughts? Or is or are we just now starting to see it like come out? Because it does progress throughout the movie. And from what I can tell is... So you think like... it? Well, like it gets worse throughout the movie. Like yeah. He starts acting on some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think what we see is kind of the first times he does it. So, like, I would, I, I'm not saying that this is the first time he's ever had like a thought like that. But it introduces you to the character. And I think at this point he has those super violent thoughts and that's what like, that's kind of the start. So you think where we're seeing, where we're meeting Patrick Bateman is where he is 
officially losing touch with reality. Like it's just starting and he is like now disassociating. I, I think it, I think it kind of makes sense because why, why would we at this point start watching him? Yeah. Cause it is kind of no right story. Bef- right. It is right before he starts losing it mm. and he's 20, he's only 27. He's got yeah. this job, you know, he's just killing it somehow. Well, his dad's the V is the president. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, maybe this is kind of where it starts really derailing because like you just said, there's no backstory. It's not like he had like a traumatic childhood that we could tell. Um, or like, tendencies that serial killers have when they're kids like we got none of that info i mean maybe the maybe you get the a little bit of that from his skin routine yeah right i don't know we live in a like more progressive times where like you know that's that's fine like people having skin routines but i feel like back when the movie was a thing maybe that was more of like like a feminine like feminine thing to do like really take care sure. of skin or your body like that you never mm-hmm. really see that from like a men's side or maybe i'm just looking at it too from like that's very white collar like very rich type of thing right but like to me him listing all that out is very like it's like something's kind of something's off right i mean people can have a routine and that's fine and they can have it be as detailed as his, but the way he lists it. Yeah. And you can tell he's very passionate about what he's doing and mm-hmm. why he's doing it. And there's definitely an element of um, just controlling, like, perfectionist behavior. Yeah. And it's weird because outside of that, it's like everything else is very, like, a, there's a lot of anarchy to his life whereas Mm -hmm. like for some reason that his skin routine and his like him taking care of himself is very like grounding Mm -hmm. i guess it's almost as as, when he when he gets away from taking care of his own body he loses his fucking mind Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah my man should just be doing half naked push-ups and sit-ups and skin routine all day he should just be a personal trainer yeah. And this wouldn't have happened. I mean, come on. That's like one person a month's dying, right? You think like they're finding like one body in the dumpster after like a night, like every month or two, if he's a personal trainer. Um his his thirst for blood is not being quenched by just Yeah. And as a personal trainer, you know, you're working like like physically with people and like that's got to get the blood boiling nah that's probably not the best job for him yeah i know uh, i mean you might have a, a weight slip one day i don't know <laughs> real quick about the um skin routine like yeah. there's a line about um like there, there's an idea of patrick bateman but he's oh yes there there's not actually one Yes. Um, and at that, that whole line, he's pulling off his face mask and there's just no emotion. It yeah. was just a really nice visual of like early on setting. Showing that there. Yeah. Yes. No. I mean, it's a very like, I feel like for you and me, people who are very like into movies, like you're kind of like, you're doing that like Rick Dalton, like snapping, right. pointing at the, like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like he's, a, he's serial. He's killer psycho, type yeah. thing. 
Um, and I, I love it too. And I have that quote down too. There is no real Patrick Bateman, just an idea, only an entity. I think I paraphrased there. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, like with the visual, you're like, this dude's off his rocker, you know? Already losing it. I mean, we go, him, him stopping his friends from saying some like super fucked up shit uh-huh. to then yelling at the bartender and now we're going into the skin routine. And that's one of the things I know you brought up about how like they're coked out. And I didn't realize that until I probably watched this movie the first time I didn't realize it. It was probably the second time I watched it when I started making like all those references and then we we're like finally like, oh, we should like watch this. But like one of the first like I think when they're at that restaurant, one of the the guys returns and he is like they don't have a good bathroom to do coke in. Right. And and then they just like, they skip over that. Like no one responds to that. No. They're just, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole movie, if you kind of look at it too, is like the narcissism in it is so, so insane that every character in the scene usually says something, but it's just like skipped over. Like they don't necessarily mm-hmm. answer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like someone will just say something and then, immediately move on like the, the question's not answered yeah it's just whoever feels like they should be heard at that moment starts speaking and you kind of see it go around that like round table and then usually it's like patrick bateman who is the person that continues the conversation but it's mm-hmm. also from his point of view right there's a lot of uh dialogue especially with detective kimball where like bateman's answers to his questions like barely touch the answer or he doesn't answer or he says something else. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the dialogue is, it's kind of choppy because they don't answer the questions. They like you're saying, they just say whatever they want or what's, what's on their mind. And they don't really have like, no, I don't always have like super fluid conversations. Yeah. And I like going through it. It seems like the way that they communicate with each other, excuse me, is they'll be like, oh, how was your day? And then immediately be like, well, mine was amazing. Like, they, they don't even let you, like, answer the mm-hmm. question. They, like, ask a question and then immediately, like, move on to the next one. And that's where you, like, really see when they introduce, like, Paul Allen. Yeah. And how he thinks he's Marcus Albertram. I mean... I don't mm-hmm. think any of these people actually know who each other is because they yeah. don't, they genuinely don't care. Even mm-hmm. like, even the clicks don't care Yeah, who everyone is. And at the end, like this whole narcissism, like maze really shows because Bateman's confessing. No, like people aren't listening. Um, like there's the, the lawyer. Yeah. Know? He calls and, the lawyer and then he sees the lawyer and there's that whole conversation where, which is just super confusing because there's different names being said about, you know, re- like talking about Bateman and then <clears throat> not believing him. Yeah. And I mean, I know that I know this gets where there's different theories, but at that point I'm like starting to think is, are any of these people real? Are all these people actually just one person and these are their different like personalities? Yes. And it's all, it, it's such a messy situation because they are all so, they're all the same. And like, yeah. 
it it leads to that scene with the with the business cards and mm-hmm. like i guess i didn't really know corporate structure that well but like as someone coming from an area that hasn't really been known well with like corporate structure you see all those business cards and like everyone is a vice president in that room mm-hmm. and you just sort of like you're just kind of confused at at it yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just like weird right where like that's where in my opinion i got to the point where i was like is this all just patrick bateman mm-hmm. like is he just is he does he have personalities in his head for these different people but yeah. it's all really just him right you know what i mean yeah because i mean one of the like i have it here like alberstram mm-hmm. is is it halberstram or i think it's halberstram yeah i mean like when he walks in when mark when paul allen walks in and he thinks that patrick bateman is halberstram he goes on a a rant about how it would be easy for him to mix them up because they both like the same suits and they both wear the same glasses Glasses, go to the same barber barber but bateman's is slightly better or whatever you know and that's that narcissism but I don't know. It's it's just every everybody's so the same. Mm-hmm. It makes you think like, is he just imagining all this? Right. As like, maybe he is just he's the vice president because they mention it real quick, in that car ride with his fiance where she's like, like I mean, quick shout out to Reese Witherspoon being right. in this movie. Really <laughs> very confused about that, but um, she's like you're. If you want, like, if you wanted to, you could just leave. You're like, your dad's the president of the mm-hmm. company or owns the company or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's the president. President. But that's confusing, too, because then what's Paul Allen? Is he, like, a far better vice president? I don't. That he, like, looks down on? Because he has that guys? account, right? Right. It, it's, we don't get a lot of the structure, but I, going back to the Halberstrom, I was totally thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe he's the physical appearance of Bateman, hmm. you know? And then there's his other two friends. There's kind of the wild one. Maybe he's more of the like kind of party guy. Yeah. Um, the one who came back from and said there's no good bathroom to do coke in. And then, because like those are kind of the three or four guys who you see a lot together. And then you will see some other guys come in like um, Alan. And then uh, the, the guy... The guy who's, who's having like, a, an affair with his, his wife. His yeah. wife. I have it here. Hold on. Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Lewis. Yeah. What if these are all, this is just like, this is like that movie Split uh-huh. where Patrick Bateman is one of these people, mm-hmm. but these are all just his like other identities. Right. And he, he wants to kill off one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's Paul Allen. Yeah. Because you never see... You never really see those guys. The only time you see them in the office is in a conference room. You you only see them together. You yeah. never you, and I know it's supposed to be more of like Bateman's point of view, mm-hmm. but that only I feel like brings together this theory even more. Right, and with Kimball, because I was thinking about this too. Like Kimball's really targeting Bateman, but then I thought, well, we're only seeing him target Bateman. He could be targeting all the other vice presidents as well they don't ever mention it though no the only thing is the alibi that kimball mentions is like this guy this guy this guy this guy we're all at the restaurant Mm. and they say you were there yeah he like almost blows his own cover but then they're like you're there yeah 
But that also makes me think that, like, maybe Kimball is just that guilty part of his... His conscious. Yeah, yeah like his, exactly. Yeah. That's, like, nagging at him that you're going to get caught. Like, you don't have an alibi or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it gets deep real quick. It does. But it's just so many, so many questions, so many possibilities. But that is one theory that I do come back to every time I watch it and and do really like but I don't I just don't know or maybe the dude was just crazy and none of this happened one one thing I just want to ask you here is is Dorcia a real place they fucking bring up Dorcia so much and I don't think you ever get to see the inside of Dorcia do you is it that prestigious that the audience can't even see this place? Yeah, I think it's like it's it's kind of like the magic dragon for these guys. You know, you're just always chasing it. And look at look at their lifestyle. They go to work and then they're they always have a reservation after work. They're always going somewhere. Somewhere. That and then <clears throat> then they party and then they presumably get up and do their routine like Bateman, but that's their life. Mm. So just constantly working, going reservations. Out, yeah. So they're cheating on each other. They all yeah. like. I mean, like it's uh, such a it's a, such a small circle and click that it's all, and they all know just revolving. They yeah. all know they're all having like affairs with each other too, which is I weird. don't and I don't think they care. Any of them care because it's all what they want. Yeah, you know exactly. And they don't care about the other people's feelings. So like nobody is really doing anything about it because how how could you not know a guy like uh lewis thanked bateman for taking his wife out to dinner it's like what was lewis doing yeah you know but with that lifestyle a new restaurant comes out that's that's it that's like the new target that's their new goal and whoever can get their first wins because that's that's a huge part of their day-to-day life is these is these restaurants the, the food that they talk about in this movie yeah. is so, like, not appetizing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I honestly didn't write any notes down on it, but that's something that you, like, how they start the movie, too, is right off at that, like, restaurant. Mm-hmm. And They're all the, the waiters menu. are just, like, listing the things on the menu, and you're just, like, like squid ravioli. And it's, like, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, It's just, yeah, I think it's just highbrow shit. You know? They like that stuff. Oh, that foo-foo stuff. I can't. Another funny thing that I noticed was Bateman. When he, you never see him work. <laughs> Ever. He, when he, that first time he walks in, so I have this. Um, He looks like he's walking into a World Series poker match or a Game yeah, 7 with, with those headphones just yeah. walking in, like that meme of him walking in the office mm-hmm. the first time. and So serious. So serious. And then his assistant is like telling him all these things, and he's like, I'm not here. And they're like, right. well, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he just sits down and like immediately turns the TV on. Yeah, right? it's Jeopardy. It's not like it's news or anything. No. And then every other time we see him, he's listening either to music in the office or he's doing a crossword puzzle. Like he's doing everything under the sun other than other than working. And all of his appointments are social. 
Yeah. They're all just like either before or like lunchtime or after work appointments. And it's, it's all just dinner. It's not like yet. He, like, unless it's like account managing with clients, but it's all just such a social, but they have so much job. They care so much about, and I can't believe I don't, I didn't write this down. What the, account is called but the account that paul allen has Mm -hmm. they care so much about that but like you don't see any work being done no like not even not even a a, like a bit no not 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 a slice of not even a phone call it's like legitimately work it's like making an appointment or like making a reservation making a reservation for lunch yeah 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 and that i think that just shows like that's that's their lifestyle you know it just reinforces that and because if they did talk about work it's like oh these guys are like they're actually kind of working but since we don't see that we're i think it i think it's a good tool for the audience to just look at these guys as just money money grubbing and not actually just they're just they're not working hard they're just playing hard yeah and play hard play hard until you murder that wasn't funny oh i have um a couple things here i wanted to bring up so before i get to this quote that i like from him i did want to say something that kind of goes into this whole theory of if these are all inside of his head all of the women in the movie too are just like kind of the same archetype like they are all blonde you know like petite skinny Mm -hmm. i think i think they all have whatever i swear whatever reese witherspoon's eyes are i think they all have the same color eyes as her either blue or brown i think okay i mean that's majority of people but i mean i if you if you want to go down that road i feel like it gives you more of an incentive as like even what does he ask what does he tell the (laughs) the prostitute you're going to be called chrissy right right like she's she's blonde mm-hmm. and he asks for a, a blonde for the second yep and i mean she's not a, i think she's like more of like strawberry blondish but she's still you know this is still still the same yeah type of like like girl yeah you know what i mean just person it's just it's it, they they either all have the same type or it's all it's all in his head all, yeah and then he makes that comment about um, the girl he's having an affair with. Mm. How he's saying how she's the like most she's almost perfect. Yeah, like like but, attractive or something. But like she's also a pillhead. Yeah. So it's just yeah. I mean, maybe he likes her so much, and if we if you got away from that, right? He likes her so much because these people are all super arrogant and they're they're narcissistic they don't care about how anyone else feels other than themselves so in reality i mean he's just using her for his needs and she's just always messed up on pills and alcohol so it's not like she has any real input into his life whereas like you see that scene where they introduce his fiance in the car and he's listening to music Mm -hmm. and she's going on about them getting married yeah and it's so like he's just trying to listen to the new 
Yeah, I'm just the new album. You know what? This movie really shows people that I have like a dark sense of humor, I guess, because like this stuff, it makes me laugh how rude he is. Yeah, it really does. Like, hundred oh, percent, it, it, it's laughable, and. And she's doing, like why do you even like go to that job and he's like because i want to fit in yeah that's all he just shows up to work to fit in uh-huh. yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy he's just so rude it's so funny mm-hmm. it's along the lines of like i get that same when i watch the shining yeah i, like, I laugh at how like jack nicholson is yeah just it's like, just like portrays that yeah, yeah. no i i'm I'm right there with you. Like I think it's the funniest thing, and his delivery, just with almost every single line, I'm it's like hilarious. Like I'm like laughing because it's just, just everything he says and how he says it. It's like, it's either just so narcissistic or like you're saying, just so rude that, like just, it, it this has is to just be funny. preposterous. Yeah, like, like n- not a, a real human would not say this straight up. I have I have a bunch of lines. Um, but one that I see here is uh, Lewis was like touching his suit. Yeah. And he like smacks his hand away and he's just like, your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. <laughs> I know. I, uh, it's just that's like, so funny because I mean, you get that weird like thing where he was going to go kill Lewis in the bathroom yeah. and then he gets his arms around his neck and then Lewis like turns around and he's like kisses him yeah. and it's just... I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like no matter who that was, that whole, that whole encounter is just very awkward. You know what I mean? It's just not like a, you mean being first kiss like being thing? choked. I mean, when he's you're going, going to, to the bathroom and then, yeah, and then the person turns. Yeah. I don't know. No, it, dude, that's like not <laughs> for it. It just, yeah, there's no way any of that is how any of that should pan out nor how anyone <laughs> no. should expect it and i forgot kind of what happened there until he started kissing his like his his, his hand wrist. right or yeah because he had the gloves on yeah and so lewis starts kissing bateman's wrist and you're and just like just like what, what? The fuck? yeah it's like i don't think like bateman's not putting his hands around your neck because he wants you dude no but <sighs> i mean yeah shout out to lewis because your boy lou didn't die yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, Patrick Bateman, I feel like, is so far. I would even say to a point that he is almost asexual. Look at that. Look like, at the uh, scenes when he's looking at himself in the mirror. Right. Or videotape, not he's, in the uh, mirror, videotaping himself when he's... He's gay for... Gay for him. He's gay for him. He did the gay for me challenge and he succeeded. He did. Yeah. I think one of the one quote that I have that's right after the one that you just popped up was when they all do their business cards. He I don't know if you catch this because it's quick, but when Bateman flips open the business card because they just they he's like, look at this one. Look at this one. Mm -hmm. And then Bateman like flips his open and his friends like, is that a gram? Oh really? Of like Coke. Yeah. Like if you if you if it's it happens so fast, but it makes me laugh because obviously it's gonna be a business card. Like right. they're all talking about business cards, but like Bateman That's like funny. flips his card open and I which one is it? It's um Bryce. Bryce is like the okay. one that you see a lot more. I think it's Justin 
Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Is the actor's okay. name. Yeah. But he, he just quickly is like, is that a gram? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like they're going to just start just blowing it, right? lines right on the conference table. <laughs> I need you to go over this with me and just tell me what, what card style you would pick. So first up, we yeah, have... Go, for go, go, go. Bone mm-hmm. and Cillian Rail. Right. That was... That's, that was the was that the first Patrick one we Bateman. was that Patrick's mm-hmm. okay. Then we have eggshell mm-hmm. and Romalian type. Okay. Next we have raised lettering. Yeah. Pale nimbus and white. Okay. And last we have Paul Allen's with a subtle off-white coloring and a watermark. You know, the thing I liked about the eggshell was the texture of the card. Mm. And I think that sells it for me. I know the two after that also kind of have texture, but I don't know, man. There's something about that eggshell. The uh, I think it's just because it's called Pale Nimbus. <laughs> Raised lettering, Pale Nimbus. Yeah, that's that's what I'd have to go with. Brace, Brace got me on that one. And also one thing that I noticed in that whole scene too was that um, when every time a card is taking out, there's like this weird, they edited it weird, like in a way, such a way that like, there's just like a, it sounds like a breath is being released. Mm. It's just like a, when like a card is being pulled out. And so I really dove into it and was just like, when he hands over his business card, there's a sound in the background, like a breath leaving a body or air being sucked out of the room. Yeah, almost like was... it was Paul Allen's death wish as he handed <laughs> over. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, because Bateman's just like... Bateman's sweating. He Yeah, he is breathing in this room. I've seen some business cards in my life. And let me tell you, I don't think any of them have ever made me sweat like that. Nah, he he just he just got out of the sauna with the way that that business card made him feel. God, you know, dude. And then freaking Lewis, like a couple scenes later or whatever, he's like, "Yeah, thought I'd get a new card myself." Pulls it out, and then like gone, dude. Just drops the card. He can't do it. It's just like every like how is every single one of those better? And he can't believe it. Or is it he thinks that other people think they're better? Because didn't he say that? He's like, I can't believe that he thinks it's better than mine. Oh, because they all liked Allen's? Paul Allen's? I think so. He said it about one of them. Yeah. But either way, man, dude. There's uh, There's one of them where I think Bryce, someone says, someone pulls out their card and Bryce is like, how did a nitwit like you get so tasteful? Yeah. <laughs> it's like those fast those fast talking remarks are very funny. Yeah, they're they're pretty entertaining to listen to. But when I love how Lewis comes up, they're just like sitting at like a club or something, not like a nightclub, but like a country type club. Yeah, and he just he just walks up to them and like they're having a conversation. He just interrupts and he's like, "Hey, here's my business card," and then just walks away like a mic drop almost. Yeah, I mean super effective <laughs> the dude so much that Bateman like 
was going to go kill him after that. Wasn't it right after that? When he goes and finds him in the bathroom? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> we Yeah. That was the tipping point. Well, okay. Lewis. So there, there's another part where Lewis shows up, which is really funny. And it's right after he kills Paul Allen. Yeah. And he's dragging him. <laughs> Through the, the through the like lobby and there's blood and no one knows mm-hmm. and he throws him in the back of his limo and all of a sudden Lewis walks by and he's like Patrick is that you and he's like no Lewis you're mistaken and just like tries to get away with it yeah. and then Lewis is like oh, what is that and you're like oh my god he's gonna get caught and then he's like I love that, like, whatever that bag, bag it was. was. Yeah. He's like, where did you get that bag? And then, like, Bateman's just not having it. He closes the trunk, but he still answers he them. He answers the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that that goes to show, like, how materialistic they are. Because uh-huh. even through everything, he's still able to, like, and brag like about with, what he has. And Lewis is with, like, another girl. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I was just walking down the street. Is that you? You know, you're mistaken. you're mistaken. If I saw you on the street, hey, Drew, and you just look at me like, shut up. You're mistaken. I'm not Drew. What would you say, like, in, a- in actuality? You're like, what the fuck? I mean, if you Are get you up if, to some shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, you, if that's the response, we go to lunch every day, and I see you on the street, and you're like, it's not me. <laughs> I mean, you... At that point, you basically mind fucked me into being like, "You're right, that's not you," and that's why I don't like Lewis. He's a punk. He is. He's not. He's not mind fuckable. And his answer to "You're mistaken" is him looking at the bag. Like, like Lewis, fuck off. Would nothing. Just no. There's just no like natural progression in conversation. It's hilarious. No, that's what I'm saying. It's always it's always a question. It's a question asked, answered by a statement from the person that just asked the question. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the best Huey Lewis music brought up in a movie? And my... No. What do you... Well, Power of Love. I was going to say, I mean, it's either this or Back to the Future for me. That's got to be Back to the Future. This is, I That's mean. That's like the theme song for that. It is. This is, like, this is a great, like, scene. Hmm. And because he talks so much about Huey Lewis, it's pretty funny. But um, he could have been talking about uh, Madonna. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or any other kind of 80s could have been duran duran or something you know yeah and i think it still would have been okay because when i when i think of that scene i don't really think of the song i think of him i think of bateman what he's wearing and how he's acting and yeah like what he's talking about yep. but i don't actually think of the song i told you this this year uh at halloween i was out at a bar and i saw definitely a, a kid who was from the college around here that was like dressed up in Patrick Bateman's and it was great. Yeah. He had like the same, excuse me, same length hair. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, the blood splatter was just right. It wasn't, enough, it wasn't a lot, but it was just like on his face and yeah. on like the whole like clear coat. It was great. I, I, after you've told me that, I just, 
frequently think about that and want to do it because it's such a good it's, it's a, such great, a great a great costume. idea for a costume and it's so simple uh okay i got a question for you yeah okay so al the homeless guy oh dude first victim that we see do you think do you think he was always gonna kill that guy or do you think he kind of he got kind of triggered partway through his conversation i think the touch i think the touch of like and i i would even say that maybe someone i know al was homeless and that that probably triggered him because he talks to him in a certain way where he's like you almost think he's gonna help him and then he's always like i have nothing in common with you you're right. like, whoa. And then all of a sudden he he goes back to like, or maybe I'm mistaken, but it seems like he's going to help him up until he touches him. And he's like, oh, right. thank you. And he right. touches him and he is like just triggered. Yeah. That's kind of how I perceived it too because and then he, he seemed really sincere. And he, at like, he beats, he kills the dog. Yeah. Man. Yeah, dude. Close your ears, Indy. Yeah. He's sleeping. Um, but, I mean, that's... No, I... I www.doesthedogdieinthismovie.com? The answer is yes. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. No witnesses. No witnesses at all. But cat dies, too. <laughs> the fucking cat. <laughs> Wait, how does he kill the cat? The ATM tells him to feed the cat, too. Right. Yeah. Or no, I think, does he, does he kill the cat? I don't think he does. He, he puts kills. a gun to the cat and then a woman's like, what are you, what doing? Are you doing? And, and he, he shoots. Her. Yeah. That's when he goes on his tirade. God. Gotta, but yeah. So I didn't mean to so run rampant no, on that, your that question was, there. That but. was because I, I felt the same way. I felt like he seemed really sincere and I don't know like how, if like the conversation kept going as well as it was, how he would have turned it to kill him to kill Al. Yeah. But when he got triggered, like the touch, the touch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Al had that, Al had the cheese touch, man. But dude, like, you think that was his first kill? No. Fuck. I'm, I'm, how far back do you think he was, he's been this bad? I think he's always this bad. I feel like he mentions, um, somebody. Oh no. His first kill is at least in the movie that we know of is they show him taking money out of the ATM and that woman walks by him and then he walks with her at the crosswalk at the crosswalk and she's skeptical of him and then she kind of like smiles and they start walking together yeah and then the next scene they show is him at the the dry cleaners and he's yelling at the the um the dry cleaners and he's like I can't understand you and he's just like going off yeah and then that woman comes in and i mean she's like what is that and he's like oh just cranberry juice or something like that and then she's like freaked out and then instantly is like oh we should go on a date let's get lunch and he's like all right this is this is a good quote or a long paraphrasing it but he's like all right like she's like how how about friday and he's like friday i can't and he just like leaves (laughs) <laughs> just and like, then he's like, "How about sad?" And then he, I think he, he declines. Doesn't her. he say like, 
he's, maybe Saturday. No, and maybe like, that's this what it is. Saturday. And he he's suggests, like, I can't. Yeah, he suggests it, <laughs> and then she's like, this Saturday, and then he's like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, then they do go out. Do they? I think so. I think she's the. Wasn't she like the one that is in Paul Allen's apartment? Is that the same girl or is that a different girl? The one where it's oh. him, her, and then the blonde oh. prostitute again at Paul. Oh. I don't know. It could be someone else, but kind of the same thing, dude. It's just the dude, same I thought type Chrissy, of people. I thought Chrissy was going to get away. Is that what he tells? Is that what he Chrissy? tells? Chrissy. He keeps telling. It's either Christy, Christy or Christy, Christy or some Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to get away. I didn't really, I didn't put that together. You, yeah, you got me on that. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because everyone does kind of look the same. Yeah. And I think she was wearing a hat at the laundromat, so it was kind of... Uh, real quick, who do you think... Uh, worst death? Um, I mean, if I'm being real, that axe looked dull, dull as fuck. Yeah. Like, he just... Know. He wedged Paul Allen's head in. Yeah. Or dropping a chainsaw from, like, I feel like, stories. I feel like chainsaws near instant. I feel like she was done. I feel like the physics of that doesn't really work well, and that's why, like... How do you drop a chainsaw? Right. Because when you look down at her, she's, like, it like, she's, like, laying on it, like, cut in half. But then I was, like... You're Kinda. you're an annoying movie guy for thinking like that. Like this man's murdering people all movie. So uh, stop yeah. stop thinking like you're you know better. No, no. I think I think your concern's valid because you got to believe what you're seeing. Otherwise, you know, you get pulled out of it. Yeah. But I don't. From what I remember, it like it was kind of like through her side like from the back through the front but i don't remember her being like cut in half i thought it was more so like it just went straight like it like stabbed her kind of like a sword in a way yeah but it was weird because the way that he would have dropped it right now i I do see what you're saying because he was hanging it vertical well if it's coming down at any sort of angle it's not gonna get her through the back you know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's, it's gonna, like it would, smoking it would, her in the head. Right. It would like come if, down on head or and shoulder. Also, like, you're releasing the trigger, right? Yeah, no. So it's probably not spinning. If anything, like, it's basically like dropping a, a massive tree branch on your head. Like, you're just getting, like, blunt force trauma. It's not, yeah. like, cutting you in half. And then you go to that scene, the next scene, which is funny, where he's, he's drawing, it, he's drawing it and his whole, like, him talking to his fiance, where he's like, yeah. yeah. I need to get that quote up because that's I think that's the best quote of the movie. It's I think I might have it. But that whole that whole conversation is hilarious. Yeah, I got it here. It's it's he's like breaking up with her. Yeah. Essentially, and he says <clears throat> he's basically saying like under his breath, but it also could be kind of one of those monologues where it's what he's thinking in his head, but he's not actually saying out loud. But he's he says, I need to engage in homicidal behavior on a massive scale that cannot be corrected, but I have no other way to fulfill my needs. 
and he's just that's saying the stuff that, that makes me laugh because right. it's so outrageous and like also just the way he says it dude he's like freaking out while he's saying it yeah and he's like drawing like the murder he just committed yeah and his his fiance is just like just nowhere to be found she's just like i think she's like we're looking still getting, for somebody else yeah she's right? like waving at someone and yeah. she's like talking about like all right we need to like get serious about this wedding and he's just like no i think we need to like break up and she's like isn't understanding does not compute mm-hmm. and that's you know he bra- he bra- he breaks up with her right and then she's like where are you going and <sighs> he's got to go return some videotapes man and you know on on that note i um just want to let you know that this this podcast is sponsored by something we do have a sponsor on the first film of the uh, of of first film or the first podcast of this whole series of master collection movies that we will be going over. Um, it's sponsored by Alibi Video Store. Have you ever had a dying thirst for blood that can't be tamed, but you're too scared you'll get caught being a serial killer? Well, don't you fret. Here at Alibi Videotapes, we got you covered. The moment you walk in the store, we videotape you returning your videotapes. Now you'll have proof you need to get out of the investigation corner. Still have a pesky PI on your tail? Don't fret. Our CG team can change the outfit you're wearing in the video in order to make it look like you were here on a different day. For a limited time only, we're offering a cheap membership program at nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents a month use promo code dorsia for a one month free trial that's code dorsia for a one month free trial i'm glad you brought up um our sponsors because uh we have another one uh relating to what we just talked to uh we're proud to introduce um bateman chainsaws (laughs) to the movie feeders podcast um bateman chainsaws are your compact chainsaw option for apartment living uh now offering a quieter motor to accommodate neighbors and an extra durable frame to withstand long drops down stairwells uh you can get your free quote today by emailing us at moviefeeders at gmail.com shout out to bateman chainsaws all right i mean to the show this the movie it almost makes you want to disassociate. Are you are you feeling like Patrick Bateman at this at the end of this movie because you don't know what the fuck is actually going on with reality? You know, that's a that's a good call. I at the by the end of the movie there's so much confusion as to what's going on that like it's all I could think about. I was like, what like what really happened? And I didn't really relate that until just now um that that's that's how bad trick bateman feels you know he doesn't Why know what's not going on stupid bastard yeah you know yeah it's like oh shit was any of that real what was what wasn't you know he doesn't know either and that's wild so yes to answer I, your question you do yeah i so i just want to run through um this 
run through this template really quick because uh, we're we're just about at time here that we could kind of wrap it up unless you have no, some good more takes. Let's um, let, yeah, let's kind of burn through the template and then just kind of just kind of see. Like uh, we if we go through this through. and then end on the. Uh, I feel like every every episode we should end on this drinking game thing. Love I it. think it's fun I think for so. the I think audience, so. you know. So um, I didn't I didn't fill out all, a ton of this stuff here. I think, um, and we we kind of covered a little bit of it too. But I I want to ask you, what was your probably most most memorable or favorite scene? That's tough because there's just so many good scenes. Mm in this movie um the paul allen killing is classic yeah um i there's a bathroom stall scene with yeah, are, Bateman. They, are they doing coke? yeah they're doing coke and it's he just like so screams funny. over the stall it's so funny oh, and then yeah. like it, it opens with the friend i forget his name he he like does a line and then he's like oh shit like he's freaking out and then bateman's like what and then he's like i like basically he's like it's sweetener and then bateman takes a hit and he's like, oh, it's definitely weak, but I have a feeling if we do enough of it, we'll be okay. <laughs> uh, I just love the confidence in their ability to get messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene, his secretary, they had a really cool exchange where she came over to his apartment and he was basically like, hey, if you don't go, something bad's going to happen. And she thinks he... He's you gonna know, cheat on his white yeah, girlfriend. It's like an emotional, yeah. damaging. But he's like, "Nah, I'm like, I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. And so he, they're having he has, the yeah. He has the nail gun out. The, oh the heads in the fridge. Yeah, like we're we're having a conversation here, but they're both talking about completely different things, and mm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, the breakup scene with Evelyn is just hilarious. Just capped by the the videotapes line is also just so funny. Just that's, that's how that scene ends. The icing like, on the what? cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are those are kind of those are my highlights. You, I would say um, favorite, mo- like the most memorable scene there for me is is the breaking up with the fiance. Just be like like I said. I mean you you get that whole you started out right after he drops the chainsaw, then he's drawing it, and he's going on about his quote for how his needs can't be met with this the scale of murder that he needs to produce mm-hmm. and she just isn't there and he's like i don't think i don't think we're on the same page and then i mean just such a random line to be like i have to return some videotapes like that's his like excuse of where he's going after a breakup and the only videotapes i ever see him have in the entire movie are pornos yeah or and ones he that that he or he's making home films yeah, right yeah um one of i guess uh most another funny moment that i thought was great because it's just so rancid is when he has both the prostitutes over and um he's like well don't just look at it eat it yeah <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> I wanted to bring up um which performance in the cast stood out, if not which do you think they kind of like underutilized? And I feel like they didn't really use Willem Dafoe 
as much as they could have mm-hmm. because the whole thing is just very Patrick Bateman focused. Yeah. But like I've seen Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe before. And right. he was he was pretty tame in this like they had a leash on him in this movie. You know what I mean? Right. And like Willem Dafoe's the type of guy who could play a bat Patrick Bateman type. Oh, he could probably know? beat Patrick Bateman. So I wonder I feel like they they uh, both of these guys auditioned for it and they're like, Willem Dafoe, you were just a little too old. Right. But right. we want you in this movie. That you know, that pro- that that checks out. I think he would have done a good job, but it's just it's just not the same. You gotta have a little bit of the pretty boyness in that in that type of environment. And yeah. that's why I I even I even thought one of the questions you had written is like Let's see what could have been a better fit in a role. I don't think necessarily better, but I thought it'd be really interesting if Jared Leto and Christian Bale f- reversed roles. Because yeah. now Jared Leto is like a pretty he's a, he's a renowned actor. It's, you know, he's an Oscar winning. Yeah, act- he's, he's Morbius. Yeah. yeah, he's come a long way to become Morbius. Doctor Morbius. Mm-hmm. Greatest movie they've ever dropped in my entire. I've never seen something so special. <laughs> um. Marvel's heading in a bold new direction with Morbius. They just were like, dude, we I can, we can just wait until we, that movie came out so I could stop watching that goddamn trailer. We can, they were like, we're going to just relight this franchise and the only actor who we can physically get to just walk in the same footsteps mm-hmm. as RDJ heard heard that and they were like Jared Leto, Jay Leto. Morbius I don't think I've been force fed advertisements for a movie that hard since John Carter you're wrong <laughs> John Carter is a is the Mona Lisa of Disney CGI. I said advertising. And I'll tell you why right now. And our next one no. is going to be John Carter. <laughs> John Carter of Mars. Um, William, Def- uh, William, I should just jump out this window right now because I just committed just like... William a, an, Yeah, and mm-hmm, Willem. He's in that movie also. But before we go on this tangent, we need to get away from it. But I challenge you to the most force-fed marketing, The Last Duel. I have not yet seen that movie because Ridley Scott took that movie and made me eat it without a glass of water. It was just like eating... Like he basically, if if that movie was an a food item, he handed me a five gallon bucket of saltines and said, <laughs> "Eat all of these, and you get no water." I won't watch that movie. And then he and then he came out and chastised. Yeah, the young the young the young viewers for that. Yeah, um. I don't I don't know man maybe maybe it's just because I don't like 
Like I, I, I like Ridley Scott. So maybe I just didn't see it as like something I disliked. But just Morbius, man, I could just I could tell that I hated it. And I think just being exposed to even like a poster of it, I just wanted to I just kind of wanted to gouge my eyes out. Jared Leto has just been on a on a rampage with films lately. I don't know if you've he's noticed. the Patrick Bateman of actors now. Yeah, he's, ran, he's just on a frenzy. His he's cashing his, in. his need for shitty roles in movies Can cannot be, be tamed. Cannot be on a mass. Cannot be fulfilled on a massive scale. At, like no, his he can't he can't be stopped. Maybe we are all just a part of Jared Leto. What if we are all just Jared Leto's? Or maybe Patrick Bateman is... Okay. Okay. What if Patrick Bateman is Paul Allen? I'm just joking. joking. (laughs) There's no... There is nothing to support that. But that kind of circles back to the American Psycho movie. Yes. I wish there was more Paul Allen. I wanted to hate him as much yeah, his, as... You know, his death does happen very fast. Like yeah. it, It's within the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie. I wanted to dislike him more. I wanted to kind of be on Bateman's level. I mean, he's a he's a douche. When, it, they, when they go to that restaurant, that's where I kind of picked up on the ask a question, immediately answer with something. And that's yeah. when he's like, oh, like... I think he asks about his haircut or no he says he goes oh you have a great tan oh yeah do you uh, have a tanning bed and before he can answer he's like well I do and it's the greatest thing whatever like in his apartment right you know like highly recommended or yeah or you should look into it yeah you should look in he was like bitching about the food and everything at the place oh there's what is a really this, f- what is the sports page doing on the floor Halberstram what do you have a yeah and a the little whole time chow. he still thinks it's just another different guy yeah, I mean, he he says to him, too, he's like, I think he makes fun of Patrick Bateman to yeah. his face. Talks about how he's like a coward or a wimp mm-hmm. or something. Like, that's brought up several times, which is yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a really funny uh, line where during that um, lunch with uh, Paul Allen, where Dorsey is brought up. I think Paul Allen brings it up. And then Bateman just kind of like, under his breath, over his shoulder, he's like, no one goes to Dorsey anymore. Yeah. Dude, they bring up, and that's a good one too, is that makes me remember they bring up the tr- like the Trump family a lot. Because they're driving yeah. and they're like, is that Donald Trump? And you're just like, what? And then they're at that restaurant and it's like, is that Ivana Trump? Mm-hmm. Like, why? I don't know. It Maybe must be a just, 90s New York thing. Like where that was like kind of a Who you wanted to see there. I guess. It's just a it's it's a different it's, world now. Yeah. All right. I want to uh unless you have something that you want to bring up, I'll bring up really fast. Blood practical effects. Loved it. I think they did yeah. a pretty good job with it because it you know, you can kind of fuck up with blood, I think. And nowadays yeah. with the CG, sometimes they lean too much on CG blood. And yeah. I, I love the practical blood. It just it just looks even if the color's not right, the the color in this is a little brighter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, but 
the splatter and like the clear like it's clearly on the wall or on a face mm-hmm. and like the direction everything's of it white too, the depth. too yeah so like you get that like mm-hmm. contrast between the, the white and the red i think a problem with some of like the cg blood is the the dimension is kind of off like it kind of goes the wrong way or it, like falls too fast mm. you know or something mm-hmm I don't know, or maybe too slow. Maybe it's I don't just know, weird but, to the human eye. Yeah, but no, I for for the effects. That's also what I had it was, you know, good spray. Yeah, that was weird. And it wasn't overdone. It wasn't like there was just a copious amount of blood. It's almost like we should have made a podcast because we think the same. What do you know, um, dude? I know we're like. We're at an, uh, one. Damn. Yeah, no, we haven't even good. like talked about like the ending. Or anything. I mean, some. I mean, if we're, it's fine, I think we're fine. I like where we how we just yeah. talked about. If we have to revisit this movie, we will. Yeah, we. I mean, we went into our theory, right? That was beautiful. I think that is kind of the ending. Sometimes you just yeah, and it, it really, really is the know. ending. We we did. I think we talked about it. I have. Um, if this movie won two fictional awards yeah uh mine is if this movie makes you laugh then you have the same trauma that i do oh award nice i like that Mm -hmm. that's a good one um one of mine was best line delivery by an actor love that and that would obviously go to christian bale yeah i just i just can't like that's like my favorite part of the movie it's just anytime he says anything i'm like almost laughing mm-hmm yeah, no, it's hilarious. It, you, it, it takes a psycho serial killer and make him laughable. Mm-hmm. I have for my second one. I like to call it the Tom Hardy slash Christian Bale Award. <laughs> are they playing someone who they've played in a movie before, or always are playing in a movie? Because sometimes I feel like, other than the very aggressive body changes of Christian Bale. Right. I feel like he just kind of plays the same person. I'm not going to lie. His Bruce Wayne, like, he could be Patrick Bateman. I don't think so. He he, he has, like, a... And I know that's 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 of, tough for you because you're, you're a big Batman I'm big fan. Batman. I'm a big Batman boy. I don't know. He's got, like, the... He's got emotion. He's He loves Alfred and... Rachel and stuff. Patrick Bateman would not throw himself out a window to catch a girl. He'd be the one dropping her. I don't know. I get the same just like bleak land vibe. What about what about Tom Hardy? Um, Tom Hardy does the same thing for me. I feel like Tom Hardy is just the same person in every movie he's ever been in except for like maybe Bronson. Yeah. Have you seen Peaky Blinders? No. He's cool in that. He's, you know, he's Tom Hardy, so he kind of has the same approach. But, like, is he not? But the is characters. He, is he the same in Peaky Blinders as, like, he probably is in Mad Max? I don't know. That's the thing, though. I was like, no, I think Peaky Blinders was a pretty uh, pretty good shakeup for him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's I, I, fine. No, I, I do kind of see I what will you take mean. this award and stick it where the sun don't shine. That's fine. 
Don't Some, just look at it, stick it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like, I like, kind of see what you mean, but sometimes you sometimes. try to be funny and you bomb. And as a friend, no, you need was, to look at me in the eye and tell me. I thought, it was, no, I thought it was funny. I don't agree with it, but I thought it was funny because I see what you mean, and for the most part, probably. But like some roles are like. But as I talk about it, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But as I talk about it, like Christian Bale kind of has a range. Like he's doing like yeah. the machinist, but he, that's a big body contortion thing. And, and then, then he's American doing Hustle. American also Hustle, also kind of that too. And then he does Vice, where he's Dick Cheney, yeah. and that's a big body change. So outside of like, like body changes, body changes. Uh huh. You know when he's not, when he's not. Jared Lettowing. Okay. Real quick before we cuz we need to go back for a second. I will say Dallas Buyers Club with Jared Leto in it. Very good on him. That he fulfilled his his lust for making a film that he needed to. He did great in that. Anything else within the last like 10 years? I mean, it hasn't been 10 years yet. Eight years. I mean, I've seen a, a cow shit prettier. You're telling me you did not like his Joker? No. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't either. I can see it, it on no your face. No one did. I know. No one did. Yeah. And it's a, it's a bummer. I don't think so. You... You know, we had to witness it. I think it was. Why do we fall, Bruce? Okay, Tom Hardy. <laughs> I think because he has such a unique voice and delivery that it like tricks people into thinking he's playing the same character. I don't think he like and I don't mean to tread on, like, I've heard this take on other podcasts, but, like, his voice just is the same and everything. No, and it, I don't think he, like, what is his true accent? Like, what what does Tom Hardy actually sound like? Dude, we're not going to be able to understand him in, like, 20 years when he's, like, old and grumbly. Like, no. You're not, it, he's going to be like that, like, if you go up into the hills of Ireland and go to, like, a town bar... And just the town drunk, just like, hur, hur, hur. that's just Tom it's Hardy. Him. It's like, shit, is that Tom Hardy? No, man. Not at all, but I see what you mean. Yeah. My second award, uh, my, my second award wasn't very good. I just Well, guess what, pal? Let's hear it, because this is the second award train of disappointment. Coming right at you after these short messages. My second one was just like, most confusing ending. Like, I just, like, still don't know what the hell, like, actually happened or is going on. Yeah. Like, I there's been movies with twists or, like, kind of confusing endings. But, like, this one has so many possibilities that I just don't know. Like, it's called American Psycho, not American Murderer, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, he could just be Psycho. Like, He's I think it's up for interpretation, obviously, but... It's crazy, boy. I think it's confusing because the... Up until the last, like, what, 20 minutes when he starts, when he has a gun? Like, up until that point, everything seems like, okay, yeah, this is happening. But up until that, I just kind of, lo- I, like, just, like lost belief. 
like the police cars were blowing up. He was just shooting people. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then you don't like, need to know, right? And I think that's what's great about this movie is because it's supposed to be confusing. Yeah, you don't need to know. I know, I just and that's why know. it's great for a podcast. It's true. I just want to know. I like solving things. It's it's like the end of the greatest movie ever, The Dark Knight Rises, where you don't know yeah. if Batman is alive or dead. You don't. Is but Alfred you American feel. Psycho? Is Alfred? Is Alfred? pretending to see things no he's he's alive i can feel it okay i know he's out there okay should we wrap it up with um the drinking game yeah yep uh you do you want to go first i want to hear what yours is um so we'll, we'll we'll say ours and then we'll come together and we'll make the ultimate the ultimate one cool and then we can like keep that and like maybe when we get good at this post that we'll so post people that. can like do that when they watch the movie like it i like it okay so our template for the drinking game was five rules four of which are sippers and one of which is finish your drink yeah so first rule to take a sip is when bateman looks at himself in a mirror oh wow do you have that? I don't. Not on my bingo card. Rule but I like that. <laughs> Rule two: Take a sip when ba- when Bateman in, is in his office and not working. You're murdering me with these. Uh, rule three: When a business card is shown. Okay, I might have a better one for you. Cool. Rule four: Take a sip also when Dorcia is mentioned. Yes. So cool. that's that's concrete. That's a good one. Rule number five, you finish your drink when Bateman says he has to return some videotapes. Okay. Hit so me. I have I have take a sip for return some videotapes just because it happens a couple of times. Yeah, but that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. I like to party. So But I think either way we ha- we include that. Yes. I know you like to party. And I'm okay. I mean, <laughs> do you want to get our our viewers well, no. messed up? Because well, I'm okay with that. I want to I want to hear the rest of yours first, and then we'll, like you said, we'll okay. decide at the end. Rule one: sip when a murder occurs. Nice. Two: take a sip when Patrick says "psycho shit" and no one listens. <laughs> that was pretty good. So all of his like just rancid monologues, yeah. and people are just like, "What?" Uh, three. I think the WWE is above me. They have been wrestling upstairs. All podcasts. They'll hear this. They're they're recording a WWE podcast upstairs. Yeah. You can hear they're it. Li- they're live streaming on Vimeo. Twitch. Um, rule three, Dorsey has mentioned. Rule four, take a sip. <sighs> Quote, I have to return some videotapes or anytime videotapes are mentioned. And then I said, finish your drink. At the business card scene. So when they take out their business cards, I was okay. just going for, go for the scene. Yeah, because it's such a good scene. But, like, I mean, how many times does he say... I They say Dorcia at least, like, 12 times in yeah, this movie, I swear to God. I think videotapes is said, I th- think, three times. Three times? Three drinks? I mean, and how many... What do you think your average drink is at the end of this? You see, the problem, the problem with the videotapes is I think they're kind of clustered. Like, he says it probably halfway through, and then I think he says it twice pretty close to each other at the end. 
So yeah. that's like a lot of drinks kind of at the end. So maybe not that one for finish your drink. Are you cool with the business card scene? Cause it just kind of yeah. happens. So you want, do you want to have the master? Yep. Okay. So rule five, finish your drink when after the business card scene. Yep. Got it. And then take a sip when he says he has to return some videotapes. Yes. And we were both set on Dorcia. Yeah. And then what was your first one? Because it was first really one was when he looks at himself in the mirror. Okay. I think he he does it a couple of times throughout the movie. A couple of times, yeah. I like that. What was the next one? When he's in his office and not working. Which is like three, three four times. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's just about have? the same as. Mine was, a murder occurs or. He says some psycho Those stuff. Funny. How many do we? Should we stick to five? Yeah. Okay. So we're keeping Dorcia. Dorcia. We're keeping obviously the business card and the videotapes. So I say let's do I say mirror, mirror be, and I say mirror and murder and because mirror, mirror, mirror okay. it goes along with the theme of how narcissistic he is and how he needs to see what he looks like in order to feel like he fits in. Yeah. Lock it in. Mirror and murder. All right. Are we doing ratings? Do you want to do ratings? Do you want to do ratings? Ratings are hard for me. Like, are we just going to go like one to ten? I don't know. They're just hard for me. Like, are you a letterbox or are you more of like a IMDb? (sighs) Normally, I do like one out of ten and it's like... If like IMDb for this says seven point six, I'd probably put it at like an eight. Yeah. But the thing is, is you start doing more movies and you start rating, and you're like, well, shit, I rated this one at this, but God, I kind of like this one better than this one. So then the ratings get kind of fucked up. Mm. I don't know. That's just me though. I would give it like if I'm gonna go off of IMDb, I would say like a seven. Okay. Probably more than okay, more than a seven. Um, eight. Well, there's not like a ten on IMDb. No, I think the, the thing. One of the closest is, I think the top one on IMDb is Shawshank Redemption. That's like a nine two. Yeah. And then Dark Knight is like a nine. Right. Like for me, it's like. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I I'm putting it up above seven because I feel like seven is like, there's a lot of sevens in my case. Um, Do you have movies that are tens? Mm-hmm. Like for you? Because like like my like top favorite movies, I'd probably give tens because they're like my favorites. Yeah, but, but then I'd feel like I think about myself too much, so I would feel weird. But I'm not saying that they're supposed perfect. to be yours. You know? Yeah. I feel like I can't. You know we. <sighs> real quick, real quick before yeah. before yeah. we, I just want to go over our, our drinking game. Oh yeah. So you're going to take a sip when a murder occurs. You're going to take a sip when Bateman looks in the mirror. Yeah. You're going to take a sip when Dorcia is mentioned. Mm -hmm. You're going to take a sip when videotapes must be returned. They must be. Absolute must. And then you're going to finish your drink when that pale white nimbus comes out. That Do you raise want to see my pale white nimbus? When you, when you raise that lettering, you raise your drink. 
No, I don't want to see you fail my nimbus. <laughs> I thought you were just going to let that go by. Uh, Why no, I'm, not, doing, man? I'm doing the American Psycho so thing. I'm just watermark. ignoring what you're saying, and I'll just say what I, I want to I loved it. I really did. Um, or we could do our new, or we could do our own ranking. We could do colors. We could do letters. Give me a letter for this movie right now. Ah, saying B sounds weird because it's not a B movie. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not giving it. I mean, I'm 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 going straight through the alphabet. You just you're just ranking it off of one letter in the so alphabet. It's best, so you, you got to no, rank it out of there's 23. There's no actual ranking system. Oh. You're it's a P. For Psycho. Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. Fast PP Lightning. Playoff P. I'm going to give it a V for videotapes. <laughs> thinking victory for some reason yeah victory videotape that's probably what he named that one videotape he had with chrissy and the other girl okay i think that's where we're gonna stop